Welcome to How Did This Get Played Premium DLC. Premium DLC. Premium <laughs> DLC. <laughs> I'm Nick Weiger, along with Heather Ann Campbell. I'm Heather Ann Campbell, along with Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. And welcome back, Bucket. Edge. Now look, <laughs> one regular feature here on the premium DLC episodes is taking a whole bunch of your cues and giving a whole bunch of RAs. I'm talking about questions and answers. I'm talking about another edition of Boring. Super Question Block Turbo Deluxe Edition. Mm, there he goes. It should have said installment. It's yeah. even in the copy. It it's time for another underlined. It's time for another installment of the Super Question Block Turbo Deluxe Edition. I'm leaving it. Installment. That's right, listeners. You just hit the fucking jackpot, baby. It's the Super Question Block Turbo Deluxe Edition. Buckle up. Hold on to your ass. This block's got it all. Coins, stars, mushrooms, a hammer suit. That's right, Matt. That's in there too. That song is in there. <laughs> but in here are a bunch of questions that we've compiled. Let's get to our first one. All right. This one's from Andrew Owsley, and they and they write, hypothetically, say you knew of another podcast that reviewed restaurants. What restaurant from a video game? Do you think they should review? And what would you, uh, and what would you guess would be their food orders? All right, smart Alec. Um, <laughs> I, I will say that the that it's it's pretty fresh in our minds. Honestly, I'm still fucking playing it. I'm determined to to finish this thing because it's. I'm just like I love the world so much. Uh, Yakuza Zero. Oh wow! Uh, and the Yakuza series, I think. I mean, so much of that game is just going to restaurants. So much of that game is going to different like bars and 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 I don't know, like the 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 small little sushi restaurant with a chef who you you catch fish for him and he prepares them for you. Um, there's like you know, there's the there's a there's like a burger chain in uh, I think it's called Smile Burger that like looked like really at like I was like oh man I would love to eat at Smile Burger and then there's also like yakitori places and mm-hmm. there's also you know like it's it's just like there's there's such a, a dense concentration of restaurants in that game world and all the food like just in theory seems so good this this dude's eating like a king the protagonist protagonists yeah what about you heather well Let's say there was a, a podcast that did this. I would want that podcast to cover the food in Final Fantasy 15, which is among the most gorgeous food I've ever seen. And I would assume that the orders would be there's a sandwich that has like 15 layers that's called like the King's Bounty or something. I don't remember the names of these fucking sandwiches. <laughs> and I think that would go to one of the hosts. And then the, the smug host mm-hmm. would eat the ramen. 
the basic cup noodle ramen as if to prove a point to the listeners about the food not being that great in Final Fantasy 15. That's my guess. Got it. Smughouse sounds like a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, I, I This is not necessarily a restaurant because they don't ever show you um, where they get it. These characters always just have it. Um, but I always want, I've always wanted to try the sea salt ice cream from Kingdom Hearts. Mm. It's like a blue ice cream bar and it looks, it looks quite good. And they're always going fucking nuts for it. They love it. It's, and it's the only thing you ever really see them eat. Um, uh, and uh, you know, uh, uh, if there was a, a hypothetical, uh, you know, uh, food uh, podcast. One of the hosts might be something of a heat seeker. I'm something of a treat seeker, and I I love <laughs> treats. So that's something that I would just gravitate towards normally. Um, the other video game food I'm thinking about is like when you make something really really good in Breath of the Wild, like something like really really good. I'm always like, okay, well, like save me a bowl. Like give me yes. some of that. I, I want some. What, what, what are you talking about? This fish stew or something? What, what, what are we talking about here? Give me give me some. That's okay. okay. That's, uh, the, <laughs> we did the, it. Uh, the, uh, you, you're making what you were talking about with that, that sea salt ice cream. Yeah. Uh, Matt, you're making me think of wall meat from Castlevania games. Like when you oh. bust open a, 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 blo- a block and then there'd just be like a big old hunk of meat, like a big old turkey leg you get at a county fair there. Yeah. I always found that very, I always found that very appetizing. Uh, I'm also, uh, the, I'm, I was also thinking as we were, as Heather was talking about Final Fantasy 15, like, yeah, I feel like RPGs have a lot of like taverns and stuff. And just from an atmospheric standpoint, I think it would be great to be in like a, like one of the World of Warcraft taverns. In fact, imagine this atmosphere as you're enjoying a tankard of ale and some provisions with your party members. Yeah. I, I remember liking the, the way the food looked in Cyberpunk. Like, I was sort of, like, mm-hmm. interested yeah. to eat at a restaurant in Cyberpunk. Uh, but if the game is, uh, if the food is as buggy as the game, I don't want it. <laughs> Are you guys mm. hearing any of this tavern music I'm playing? No, it's, I guess you didn't share a sound. No. Nothing. Well, that's all right. It was just for me. And it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Send it to me and we'll I'll toss it in post after. Um, all right, great. Then our, our lack of enthusiasm won't track. It'll, it's just like he starts playing it and we're just like dead silent. Don't give a Staring shit. Staring at him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's get to the next question. All right. This one's from Jeff Byrne. And the subject line is listener question about moms playing games. It's specifically directed at Heather. Uh, and the question is. What's been the most surprising thing for you about helping your mom discover the fun of video games? For me, it's seeing her get fully engrossed in the games. She has 250 plus hours logged for Dragon Quest XI and 1,200 hours, uh, 1,200 plus hours logged in Animal Crossing. It even has Christ. physical binders with printouts where she tracks what each of her five playable characters in Animal Crossing has done in a day to make sure she's doing everything with all of them. What was the question? I was just baffled by all, all that information. I, I like been the- my eyes became wall eyed and like, 
<laughs> I just started seeing 360 degrees. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the question is, what's been the most surprising thing for you about helping your mom discover the fun of video games? Nothing. I don't, what? Most surprised. <laughs> I mean, I guess I was surprised that she did not like Phoenix Wright because I thought for sure she would. Yeah. She, she fucking hates it. Like, what a waste of money. Um, I'm, I am a little shocked at how she took to Fantasian. Like, I thought, because she was like, I need a new game, and I'm done with whatever it was she was playing before that. Um, Stardew Valley. She's like, yeah. I'm done with Stardew Valley. I want something else. And I'm like, well, if you like RPG elements of that game, you might like this. Right. Uh, but it was kind of like being like, you like the taste of water? I'm going to leave you in the middle of the ocean. Like it's, it's a very, it's not just a, a JRPG. It also relies heavily on anime tropes in order to figure out like character, like characters making decisions in anime are different than characters making decisions in the rest of reality. So my mom being like, Oh, you know that, that bad guy who's when his mask came off and he started laughing Oh, I was like, uh oh, stuff's about like it, there, I guess I guess that that would be my answer. I'm sitting here wearing a, a shirt of char from Mobile Suit Gundam and I'm like characters in anime are different from characters in reality. Yeah, okay, great. Thank you for your <laughs> your academic perspective on uh How about I, you guys? Your your families? Talk about your families. Well, I could say that, uh, thank you, Heather. I-, I will say that my dad is has such a weird gaming, I think I've talked about this a little bit, like history where he will occasionally get like super heavy into some like legit game, but then a lot of the times, like most of the times he's like playing like, you know, clubhouse games on his DS or something, or he's he's super into right now mobile games uh but he's too cheap to ever pay for anything so he'll just like he's just constantly like waiting out various timers you know for like candy crush and minion rush and what have you yeah my dad at one point was like on the leaderboards like on the u.s leaderboards for minion rush because he was so addicted to the game yeah um and i think eventually as more like bots got involved he sort of you know tapered off that was years ago but but also he's played some really like like he got super duper into mist i feel like mist was such like a dad game it was such like like oh there's a way to show off my cd-rom drive on my new hewlett packard you know it was (laughs) i think i think dads are really into that so he like really like mist and then he's he's played some like RPGs like come to like all the way through. Like he's wow. just like really gotten into the story. I've thought about getting him. I was talking with my brother, uh, my alpha brother, Nate about like getting, <laughs> m- trying to get my dad to play mass effect because we're like, this is so like, he loves science fiction so much. This is such great. This has got such great science fiction, world building and storytelling. And it's just like, is there a way for a non gamer to be able to, enjoy this game like what like because there is still a lot of cover shooting it's still like not like the the most you know it's not just straight uh rpg questing yeah and uh there's some actual like twitch combat you have to go through i guess maybe just on the easiest difficulty it would be okay but i yeah i yeah i don't know there is something i think you would love it like because like especially in rpgs like particularly like turn-based rpgs is fantasian turn-based yes like that to me has a um an acceptable amount of input for 
um, a, like a non-gamer, like for like right. a um, for for a parent, because like there's mm. not you're not having to figure out how to aim or like where to point your character when you attack. That's all done. So it's like all just like menu based. Uh, mm. I was thinking because yeah, my mom has played video games in in the past. Like she played a bit of Tomb Raider, uh, and she likes fighting games just fine. Like if you were to put like. Um, like Tekken on. She liked Tekken and would play yeah. that, but doesn't have a lot of like experience with like video games at large. Like if you put Mario in front of her, she just wouldn't be interested because like that's a video game. She's like, I'm not going to sure. play a video game, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I have a feeling if I put on like the Telltale's Walking Dead or something that she would take to that because mm. there is like movement and stuff you have to do, but it's all on screen and it tells you what to do and when like so like that i think she could do she could probably do stuff like that she did like we mentioned her story um i wouldn't be surprised if she could you know if she had a chance to play 12 minutes what she would think of that uh like she might be able to do that um but or any sort of like point and click adventure game. I'm sure like that, that to me is something a parent could do. Like, cause it's like, uh, it's not that different than using a computer. They're already used mm-hmm. to that, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's uh, I, I think the, the, any sort of thing that requires hand-eye coordination for a non-gamer, like we forget how much of an, an, an a hurdle that is to get over. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. As, as far as my, my dad is always like glommed on to like puzzle games or, you know, games with less less physical coordination required. Not that he's uncoordinated. He's just not a gamer. Your dad's a klutz. And we all know it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking take that back. Man, I'm serious. You fucking take that back. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, he could probably kick my ass. Um. <laughs> Answer seriously. Who would win in a fight? Me or your dad? Just kidding. <laughs> he would win. I'd have to think about it. My dad is larger than you. Yeah. But he is significantly older. Yeah. I don't think um, that matters. I think he would still just fucking just destroy me. Well, he also has a rage inside of him that <laughs> I don't think you possess. Oh, no. I'll make you regret ever being born, son, just fucking spanking me. No. Oh, God. <laughs> no. 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 Go to your room in hell, oh. huh? <laughs> no. uh, hey, let's get to our next question. Okay, this next one's from Chris P on Twitter. Not on Twitter. This is an email. This is from Chris P. Uh, and they write, what non-puzzle game has the most satisfying puzzle adjacent elements? For me, I'd have to say figuring out how to fight each boss in Shadow of the Colossus is my favorite example of a puzzle element hidden beneath other gameplay. Uh, it's a it's a great question and a nice little compliment you threw in there, Chris P. That we didn't read on the show, but yeah, I uh, thank you it. for that. Um, so we're, so basically, we're saying like not like okay, here find this key to open this door or step on these blocks in this sequence to uh, to extend a bridge over this chasm. Something that's a puzzle but isn't quite like is is a is disguised as something else. What if? The answer to this is beating the dictator slash M. Bison in Street Fighter 2 at the arcade. Mm. Because there are things you cannot do, uh, no matter what character you are, to that antagonist. 
right? So mm-hmm. you have to figure out what is acceptable. And in a way, it's like solving a puzzle because his AI pattern is it, like it, you can provoke certain actions from it. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe that's an answer to this question. I don't know. Yeah, I mean the the you know a lot of the a lot of really dense like combat games I guess kind of have that, but I I don't know if I if I consider just like learning someone's pattern like learning a boss's pattern uh, and you know learning their move set and how to react to it I I don't know if that quite qualifies as as puzzle adjacent. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I guess if we're thinking beyond like, hey, you know, light up all these switches so this thing happens in the environment. I I find ga- I find games with, uh, you know, like the, none of the Telltale games really have all that tradition traditional sort of puzzles. I mean, they do mm-hmm. in spots, but not really. Like so much of it is just kind of driven through dialogue. And I mm. guess I really like exploring like dialogue trees and just sort of seeing being able to sort of divine what the right thing to say is that will get the right response, I find is very satisfying. I guess that kind of is a puzzle, but like, I don't know. It's just such an interesting way to, uh, I, I always find dialogue trace, trees so interesting uh, for interacting with characters, especially if, you know, like, like a lot of times the approach is, hey, here's the, here's, the, here's the good answer and here's the bad answer. Here's if you want to be a goody two-shoes and here's what if you want to be a, a fucking evil. You know, those are your two choices. If there's something with more ambiguity than that, if there's, there's choices where you're like, oh, okay, I, this isn't clearly like I'm going to be an asshole or I'm going to be um, a nice guy. There's some, other, there's some other path I can take. Hmm. I mean, for me, I'm thinking of like, just because it's top of mind, these aren't necessarily puzzle adjacent. Now that I'm thinking about it, because they are they are in fact puzzles. But um, the like the shrines in Breath of the Wild are so satisfying to solve. You don't have to do them necessarily. I guess you you have to do them to a certain point, uh, story wise or whatever. Like or you know to get upgrades and stuff like that. But I always I loved solving those and uh, relished at the at the chance for some of the hard. I didn't love the like ones where you go in and just fight. That wasn't interesting to me. I liked having right. to get a ball from somewhere impossible and putting it somewhere that doesn't make sense. I love that. Well, you know what? You know what it's also fun about those is that since a lot of them are physics based, you yeah. can solve it. You can solve them in ways they're all physics based. Uh, yes. You can solve them in ways that aren't just. Like, oh, I actually have to guide this thing through the maze properly. Like, it's yes. like, oh, you know what? Actually, if I get enough momentum from just like flipping the tile, I can actually fling this. Uh, uh, uh this I, I can bypass this whole thing and just like flip this ball like a like a like I'm using a, a, a like I'm playing a pinball machine. Yeah. Um, into where it needs to land. You know that that's that I find this uh, it, when it when when it, it's like the problems not puzzles approach when there's multiple ways to solve something. Yeah, I love that as well. Hmm. Uh, I don't I don't feel like we answered uh, Chris P's question, and I feel like uh, that compliment's getting retracted. So. Yeah. Well, how about this? Maybe Chris P will mm-hmm. like this. Does anyone ever call him crispy? Wow, that's really good. That's pretty good. That's maybe, the puzzle the, that we just solved yeah. of how to save this question. <laughs> I hope you like that, Crispy. Uh, okay, this next one is from uh, Chasing Killers on Twitter, and they write, what's a game you feel has the most replay value? 
Also, Heather and Matt are cool. Wow. Nice. 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 Most what's the ga- replay value. Game you can put the most number of hours. So we're just talking straight straight quantity. Street Fighter is going to be my answer to so many of these fucking questions, man. <laughs> because, like, there are no other games that have infinite variety. Like, unless you're playing, like, a roguelike where the pu- dungeon itself is different each time. Yeah. Otherwise, it's, you know, it's going to be the same. It's the same thing. But Street Fighter, every single match is different when you're playing against a person. It's a sport. No game of basketball is the same as other games of basketball. Street Fighter. That's the answer. That's the correct answer. I'm putting that on the board. Oh, you keep winning these questions. Okay, but what if you're a fucking solo? You know, you're not in a situation where you've got someone to play against. Because in that case, I would feel like playing Street Fighter against AI or even playing Street Fighter against online endlessly, I think, could get maybe tiresome. Um, you're... Wait, online is other people. You know that, no, right? No, but Nick? I'm saying, but I'm saying, like, 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 as opposed to play. Yes, I <laughs> get that. You know that those people all exist. I They're not like generated for you, right? I know that there are real people when you play online. I just meant that, like, it's it, <laughs> it, and that's a different experience than slugging it out with someone in person, and like that, it like, is. You know, some the people love that. It's not great. Yeah, the netcode's not great. You know, it, uh, it was a little frustrating at times to play Street Fighter with uh, even on a wired connection with like top tier Internet. Like it's like ugh, this is delay. These constant delays makes this frustrating. But. Still infinite variety. I'm going to take this to. Court. I, I'm a, no, I'm going to <laughs> I'm taking this to court. <laughs> Wish RBG was still alive. Um, <laughs> yeah, she would rule in your favor. She would. Yeah, I know. She, she would side with you. Uh, the I'm going to take this to to mean okay replay value in terms of I can replay the same game over and over again as a single player experience, and I might say. I mean, I like most is like a, like okay, how many hours can I sink into this thing without getting tired of it? That's always going to be a personal decision. But as fun as Hades is, I feel like I could play, and I think that's the best. You know, it's 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 not an outrageous thing to call that the best roguelike ever ever made. It's and it's pretty endlessly replayable. But I think there are other games that you could play more over and over again. Um. I think there's probably like it's just like a straight up single player game. Breath of the Wild is just like gives you so many different ways to play. Now, obviously, you don't have the element of character creation that something like Skyrim gives you, which it would be, would be other people's answers that you can you can find different ways to, uh, you know, just that element alone makes it more replayable. But I do feel like as a single player campaign, there's just so much to do and so many places to go. And also just the gameplay is so, so fun. Uh, FTL, I've got a lot of time out of. I guess if you're expanding it behind games that have a traditional story, then I would say probably like a civilization, like something like mm. like if you play, if you get really into a a, a a strategy game or a grand strategy game, something with that's just got a lot of scope and a lot of complexity. I mean, you can fucking not play anything else and never get tired of it. If, if we're if we're talking about, about stuff that are single player experiences, yeah. If we're if we're talking about online, the honest answer is probably like a fucking MOBA or something. 
Yeah, like I guess yeah. For me, I'm even just thinking like like Mario Kart. Like I I can mm. play Mario Kart for the rest of my life. They wouldn't like they, mm. they don't have to make new Mario Kart. They do. Yeah, but they don't have to. Um, but I'm also thinking yeah for like as as far as like solo like campaign goes, I'm I'm going back to Pokemon Red. I I I replayed mm. that game endlessly as a kid. Like I would just do it all the time. Um, mm. like, and like get to the elite four, beat the elite four and then just start it over from the, like from zero, like in, in, and pick a new starter. And like, that's the fun of it to me. Like, or, you know, it was back then or just like starting over and like figuring out like, okay, which Pokemon am I going to use this time? Like, I don't have to use the same ones again. Like, and just kind of get di- like a, a whole different vibe going a whole different team and still enjoy the same story in the same game over and over again. Right. Yeah. This is, it's, it's one of those things where I guess, I guess the question is the only way to interpret it is personally, like personal to you. Cause like yeah. I would, some people will play Warzone and nothing else and never get tired of it. And I could just fucking like, I got, it'd be such a fucking chore for me to get online and play Warzone. Yeah. Um, but for some people it's like what they do, it's like their, their leisure activity. And so, but for me, yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think probably a roguelike, or uh, or a Breath of the Wild or a strategy game. Or this little game called Life. Thank you, Matt. I'm think I'm still thinking about that puzzle adjacent question. Why was that so tricky? I don't mm. know. Because you, it is you the, thought my answer was bad. No, no, your answer was good. It just we killed it. No, your answer was good. I is is the I mean, does social sim sort of stuff qualify? Is that are you thinking of talking to people in real life as a puzzle? Yeah, like when you, like we're us having this conversation. I'm trying to select the right option to advance the story. Because, you know, like uh, Yakuza 0 we talked about earlier, but like the, I guess it's more of a strategy sort of thing that you're doing. It's, it's kind of more of a real-time strategy thing when you're managing the cabaret. But... The- Ah, fuck. I, I guess I, I. Yeah, I don't know. I don't fucking class. I really that. like the the puzzle element in Catherine. Like that mm, to yes. me is a, a good enough puzzle game that it shouldn't exist in that game. It should just be its own thing. I would play a block crawling puzzle thing forever. I w- I would love it. Uh, spin it off as a separate as a separate game. Why don't you? Um, this next one, freaking question block all star at the Dewey Meister. Hi, the Dewey Meister. What's up? If you were given the nerves of steel, this is he. This is directed toward Nick and I, and I know Heather's not very afraid of games, but for the sake of it, let's 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 get Heather in here. If you were given nerves of steel to play and enjoy one horror game, which one would it be and why? Hmm. Very good question. We are going to be digging into some very, very soon. Yes. Uh, for the month of October for how did this get slayed? I have, I, you know, it was, it was such a scary game at the time that I abandoned it. And I'm not sure if I have the same, I have the same feeling today, but the third entry in the Doom series goes in a, a heart, like takes a harsh, like horror turn and it's, and it's first person and it's, and I was playing. I remember playing it with headphones and just being so fucking scared. 
uh, of just like actually literally being in hell and what that experience was like. So that might be my answer. If I could, if I could play that game uh, and actually play it, see it to the end and not feel like, fuck it, I have to stop playing this game I paid 50 bucks for in like 2005 because I'm too fucking scared. Yeah. Um, I think that would probably be my answer. That's not PT. And also we experienced PT for us a little bit. So it was, that was manageable. I guess. Those scary as shit. For me, I mean, I like the idea of Bioshock. Like, I like mm. the idea of those games, and I've dipped my toes in all three entries of Bioshock, and I've always reached a point where it's like, I'm not fucking doing this. I'm not, there's no way I'm going to finish this. I'm done with this. But then uh, my, other, my new uh, answer is these newer Resident Evil games, these first-person mm. Resident Evil games mm. seem great. They seem really, really good. Um, and more interesting to me than previous entries. Four, notwithstanding, I I, I loved four, um, but they're too scary, too dang scary. I even repurchased four on Switch. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna play this again. Mm. I love this, and maybe played it for ten minutes, and I was like, fuck this. No, it's too scary. I'm not. No, I don't like being scared. I'm surprised that the by your Bioshock answer, just because I think I know you like the Last of Us series, and I yeah. feel like the Last of Us games are quite a bit scarier than Bioshock. But I get, but maybe the first person perspective is a big part of it. There's that, but also like to me, clickers, clickers are scary, and those other guys are scary too. The the ones that crawl around and surprise you are really scary. Um, nothing is ever scarier to me then something you can hear really far away and it's like some lunatic being like, mm. oh, I should have finished the experiment or whatever the fuck they're saying in those, <laughs> <laughs> those fucking games. You know, like, oh, they're, yeah, or singing like a nursery rhyme in a scary way or something. Right. Fuck, no, I, no. If I hear a click, sure that I'm like, I can do that. Are you sure that wasn't the neighbors uh, in the next apartment? You know what? I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do have my windows open. It could have. It could yeah. have just been. It could have been them. I and I do live in like a a spooky area. That might be part of your issue. Yeah. Is that these games are reminding you of your domestic life? You know. Yeah, I live a on a. Area. I live on the hill from the Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Not to dox myself, but you know, there's always kind of spooky things happening around me. Um, Heather, is there a game you would have liked to have played that maybe I, the the subject matter turned you off and you or or, or, or yeah, I talked yeah. about it when we covered it, which is that PT made me uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and it went beyond it went beyond my 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 sort of like permanent fiction boundary mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I don't want to go around this corner, right. and I was like, whoa, I don't want to go around the corner. Whereas, like, with Resident Evil games, I don't give a fuck what's around the corner. It's like, oh, it's a dog barking at me. Here we go. Bam. Now you're dead. Or I am. Who cares? But with PT, I was like, literally anything can be around the corner because there is no, there are no rules here. Like, it's not like, oh, it's going to be a monster. Yeah. Like, yes. the, the, I could go around the corner and there could be text about my own mother floating in space. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, somehow the game has downloaded, like, old Facebook entries. And so it refers to her by name. Like, I didn't know anything that was going to happen in that game. Yeah, like, I could right. pick up the phone and somehow it would be a voicemail from my own voice. 
Like, and that it's secretly been recording me out of the PlayStation controller the entire time. What I, so, but that itself was such a novel experience that I wouldn't want to give that up in order to just like fly through PT the way I fly through all the other ones. Yeah. Like, I, you know, like I was like, this is awful and wonderful. So, sure. so my answer is if I had to, it would be PT, but I wouldn't want to because it was spooky right up until the thing was in the sink and then i was like nope this is stupid again <laughs> oh, that scared the hell out of me yeah, yeah. Too, too scary to me no thank you uh is there okay I'm, I'm just thinking about the puzzle adjacent question again is there is like the is hypnospace outlaw like kind of like using a using a web browser and a in the past is that like kind of like some of those were like, hey, I'd find a little bit of a clue in the text of a web page in the past and then be able to use that to access a different part of this Internet. Does that qualify or is that that's a fucking puzzle? I think that's just a puzzle. I think that's just a puzzle. And you're really. I got to come in here and defend Crispy for a second. You're really you're really hurting him, I think, with this. No, it's a good question. I just it's it's a tough question. <laughs> Cuz there yeah, there's what yeah, the the answers that we can come up with may be satisfying to us, but are they are they are they correct? Right. Are we doing the question justice? It's a great question. Like I think about the combat encounters you know, cuz Shadow of the Colossus is referenced in the question, a puzzle I'm on hidden beneath other gameplay. But it's like, are we, you know, is are, does a combat encounter have to have, like, a gimmick to it? Like, sometimes in a JRPG, there'll be a boss fight that's just, like, basically a puzzle. And it's like, oh, I just have to do this trick to beat this enemy. As opposed to, I have to figure out how to adequately, you know, defend myself yeah. and attack my opponent in order to survive this encounter. <sighs> We're sorry, this is Chris gonna bother me. We're gonna get a text this about is, this later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, sorry to everyone who's listening. Um, <laughs> just evergreen. Like, just yeah, blanket a, apology. <laughs> and we really we fucked up again. And that's it. <laughs> Follow, Follow us on, on, Twitter. <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram at GetPlayedPod. Send us an email at GetPlayedPod at gmail.com. Or leave us a voicemail at 616-2PLAYED. That's 616-275-2933. That'll do it for this edition of How Did This Get Played Premium D- DLC. We'll close up the Super Question Block Turbo Deluxe Edition and say DLC you later. Goodbye, Bucket. Goodbye, everyone. We did it. Oh, Edge. We're <laughs> <to> Edge. <laughs>